Amen. You may be seated. Will you join me as we pray? Father, we agree, we declare your presence. It's an open door. We look to you, God, as the way maker, promise keeper. You never change. Father, set me aside and let your word go forth, transforming lives. And in the end, we will give you and you alone all the praise and worship. In Jesus' name, amen. Today, um, you're going to have sermon notes you can follow on the screen. The sermon you have and your bulletin, set that aside. That'll be next week. Last minute, with everything going on as pastors, we, we felt like a prophetic pause. We felt that we needed to speak into what's going on right now in the world. So, last minute, switch gears. Just felt God put it on my heart. All the pastors felt the same way. You know, we need to switch gears. We need to speak into what's going on right now. How should we respond as Christians, as men and women of the living God? The world's going to respond one way in panic, fear, scared. Listen, if you, if you don't have God in your life, you don't have Jesus, you're on your own. That's a terrible way to live. But if you have Jesus, if you have God, the one and only true God of the Bible, there's a calmness. There, there's a peace that surpasses all understanding. The title of today's message is How to Handle Unexpected Storms. Did you know that as a world we're facing an unexpected storm? Did you know that in our lives personally there will be many times when you and I face unexpected storms? The phone rings, a loved one dies, you just entered into a trial. Somebody gets sick, maybe a kid gets sick, or, or you lose a job, or a breakup of a family, or a divorce, or something. You're in a storm. and You might not know what to do. But it's in those moments that you need to draw close to God. We need to draw close to God and seek God first. And he will lead us through. Amen? Listen, when times are good, dig deep in your relationship with God. Go deep with God and putting him first. Don't wait till a crisis hits to go deep. You're a little late. And you're going to be nervous. You're going you're gonna to freak out. <coughs> Excuse me. I was at the store just like many, and don't worry, I'm okay. So far that I know, you know, it's funny, right? You sneeze or you cough now, everyone's stepping away. So you know how to get in the grocery store, you know how to get in first in line, just start coughing. Everyone's going to step away, they're going to let you go first. It's, it's, it's a whole, it's a different world, it's amazing, it's amazing. You know, at work, people sneeze and we're like, you should have stayed home, you know, now we're all going to get sick, you know, it's your fault, stay home, you know, we have, we have sick days, you know. I was at the store getting food, just like everyone else, just getting backup food, you know. And as I'm, I'm like, man, it's so packed here. And I'm very impatient when it comes to lines. But, you, but I know it's not just me. You could feel the tension. You could cut through it. You could, you could feel the sense of you looking at the people in the crowds and, and people, you know, it's crazy. They had to have two carts and, you know. And you could sense the fear in the air, the anxiety, the stress. You could cut it. And I, I'm pushing this car, and I'm thinking, I bet you if I start running, people are going to just start running, you know? <laughs> Seriously. Now, you'll be happy to know I didn't do it. I didn't. Do, I thought about it. I thought about it. I said, man, if I just run, 
if I just start running or just start, people are going to, you know, okay, what's going on? What's going on? You know, and I could have just run straight to my car, you know, with the groceries, you know. I didn't do that, though. I didn't do that. I didn't do that. Thought about it, but I didn't do it. We're living in a time, listen, a week ago, two weeks ago, it was a different world. But you know what? I praise God that God is in control. This caught us by surprise, caught the world by surprise, but not God. Actually, God's allowing it. He's allowing it for a greater purpose, a bigger purpose. Listen, even when times are bad during crisis and storms of life, God is still in control. That's the God we serve. That's the God we worship. That's the God I want to anchor my life in. If I'm going to follow someone, I want to follow someone that doesn't change, that I can count on. That's Jesus Christ. Everything in your life and my life will change. As we were driving here this morning, you know, it's a life lesson. And, and we were sharing with my, our daughters, said, girls, listen, in your lives, you're going to face storms. And you got to stay close to Jesus. you got to put Jesus first. In your own personal life, there are going to be storms that pop up, unexpected, by surprise, that are hard, they're tough. But you got to stay close to Jesus. you got to put him first. He'll lead you through the storm. As preparing for this message, looking at the Bible and asking God, what did he want me to share? And I started thinking about leaders, great leaders, good leaders who led during troubled times. I thought about 9-11. Remember 9-11? Wow. When the United States was under attack. And no matter, and this has nothing to do with politics, but I'll tell you what, a leader that stepped up to the plate, Rudy Giuliani, the mayor of New York City. This has nothing to do with politics. It does have to do with leadership. Did you know that when 9-11 took place, a few blocks away, he was having breakfast? And he was informed. They informed him. They said, Mr. Giuliani, we're here to let you know that uh, we are under attack. And this happened a few blocks away. Right away, right away, he went into motion. Because you know what? A crisis does not make a leader. A crisis reveals a leader. A crisis doesn't make a leader. You don't turn it on when, when a crisis comes. It reveals who are the real leaders. And listen, as Christians, listen, especially Christian men, uh, families, uh, Christian parents, we could show emotion. We can't show fear. It's okay to show emotion. It's not okay to show fear. We must be men and women of faith and trust in God. The same God before all this happened is still on his throne. Will we believe in the dark where God has spoken in the light? And when this took place, they, they said, Mayor, we need, he, right away, as he was walking to the car, he was already on a cell phone. He was already in communication with the police department commander, with the fire department commander. He was already strategizing. He said, take me to the towers. Take me to the scene. When everyone was running from the building, here's a leader running to danger. His people needed him, and he wasn't staying back along with the police officers and the fire department and the firemen, many who lost their lives. When everyone was running from danger, they were running to it. Wow, that's a hero. That's a leader. You know? And, and right away he was communicating and he was, he was like strategizing and he was talking to the commander, what's the best thing to do? What's, what's, what can we do? 
And afterwards, when things calmed down, everyone was impressed and said, Mayor Giuliani, how, how is it possible that you were able to rise above the occasion when the city needed you? You were the leader they needed. How is that possible? The, the strategy and everything that took place, and it seemed like you knew what you were doing. You, right away, you're on the phone, and you're talking to the commander and putting a strategy in place. And he said, you know, we've been preparing for this a year ago. We didn't know it was going to happen like this, but we, we, we had a preventive measure. What if something happened to one of the skyscrapers? What would we do? How would we respond? Because when a crisis happens, a crisis doesn't make a leader. It reveals a leader. It reveals a leader. Listen, if the leaders are running scared, then you got a problem. You got a problem. Did you know that right now we are in a special time as Christians, as men and women of God? Did you know that when we go to work and school and our family members that aren't Christian, aren't saved, don't know Jesus, don't know God, they're looking at us because they know that we're Christians. They want to see, wait a minute, oh, where's your God? Why is this happening? You know what we're getting? An opportunity to share Jesus with them. When they look at us and they see that we're calm. And don't, don't get me wrong, it's good to take preventive measures, safety measures, wash your hands. I've been waving to everybody and their grandmother, you know, just waving, just, you know, it's okay. That's okay. But at the same, but there's a calmness. We have a calmness. You know, we're not walking in fear. We're walking by faith and trusting God. Listen, when it's my time to go home, whether it's a virus or a disease that takes me out, or I get hit by the ice cream truck, you know. Hopefully I get my ice cream before, you know, that happens, you know. Now don't get me wrong, we are taking preventive measures. But as thinking about this, how do we handle unexpected storms? Look at what point one says. Often God will lead us into the storm. Many times God allows storms in your life and my life, you know why? To draw us closer to him. Believe me, a part of me is like, man, I bet you a lot of churches are packed today. It's like a mix. Some people are going to stay home because you know, they want to take, be cautious, and that's cool. But I bet a lot of people are anxiety, and they need the word of God. They need to hear from God. They need to worship with God's people. They need to feel the peace of God. Often God will lead us into the storm. Look at what Mark 4, verses 35 through 37 says. That day when evening came, he said to the disciples, let us go over to the other side. And leaving the crowd behind, they took him along just as he was in the boat. There was also other boats with him. A furious squall came up. That's a storm. And waves broke over the boat so that it was nearly swamped. They almost drowned. You know, can you imagine, you know, a storm in the sea? And Jesus knew that there would be a storm when he was getting in the boat. He knew the storm's coming. Yet he still took a nap. Does that make sense? Does that make sense? Jesus knew. God knew. And listen, let me say this. Side note. It's safer to be in a boat with Jesus than out on your own during calm waters. It's safer to be with Jesus in a storm. They're not on your own without Jesus during calm waters. He takes a nap. Why did he take a nap? He was tired from ministry. 
He was physically exhausted. And you ever say, he's God. Yeah, he's God. But he also had, he took on the body of a man. He was human. He was, you know, he was a God man. He got tired. If he ran, he got tired. It's a miracle we won't understand, but we believe it by faith. The Bible teaches it. We believe it. He was exhausted. He took a nap. Listen, when things look out of control, God is still in control. Listen, you have to look at this world and look at everything going on as Christians with your eyes of faith. You can't look at it with your physical eyes. If you look just at your physical eyes, you would go crazy. But as Christians, we take a step back and we say, okay, wait a minute. Let me see this from God's perspective. Let me see this from God's perspective. The Bible says God's still in control. The Bible says God's the same yesterday, today, and forever. The Bible says God's going to take me home when he's done with me. And if I have Jesus and if I die, I'm going to heaven. So what's the problem? When things look out of control, God is still in control. And listen, the truth is all we have when we go through storms. You know that? The truth is all we have. All we have is God. He's the way, the truth, and the life. People are not, listen, you talk about losing money. They're talking about possible, we're probably in a recession. The way everything's closing down. But right now, money's not a concern. People's lives are a concern. When you see Disney World shutting down, I was like, wow, Disney World? Really? All the sports, everything's shutting down. Listen, when it comes to your life and my life, when it comes to eternity, no money could purchase that. No money could purchase that. But in God, our lives are saved. Jesus even said it in John 16, 13. In this world, you will have trouble. But take heart, I've overcome the world. Jesus was preparing the disciples. He was going to die on a cross and rise soon. And he said, listen, disciples, just because you're a Christian doesn't mean you're not going to go through stuff. You're going to go through storms. It's going to be tough. Saints going to try to take you out. You're going to go through stuff. But relax. Be of good cheer. I overcame the world. Greater is he that is in you than he is in the world. Listen, it's not us going against this virus. It's us with God. Jesus is with us. Actually, God's going ahead of us. We're just following him. Jesus was telling them straight up, I love that about God. I love that about Jesus. He didn't sugarcoat it. He was straight up. Listen, I don't want someone telling me that you're not going to face no problems and the storm's coming, you know. Keep it real. Be honest. Be straight up. The truth's my friend. It's your friend also. It's our best friend. And you know what? The truth hurts sometimes. Truth hurts. Truth hurts. We've had people leave here because they said, Pastor, you know, that are living in sin, and I've had to just... Man, you know, we love you, and this is what the Bible says. This is what God says. God loves you. You know, you're off track. And they get mad and say, I don't like your church rules. And they leave. I'm like, it's not my rules. It's the Bible. It's God. If you're mad, be mad at God. You know, he can handle it, you know. Jesus was preparing them for a time of trouble. Listen, we live in a world that's upside down because of sin right now. It's going to be a hard journey. We're going to lose loved ones. We're going to lose jobs and money, and, and we're going to be persecuted for being Christians. Believe me, Christians are dying around the world for following Jesus. They're putting more pressure on the, on the church in the U.S., and some churches are caving in. They're caving in. 
to homosexuality and whatnot. Homosexuals are welcome. We love them, but we hate the sin. And it's a sin of choice. Love them. God loves them. They're welcome. And you know what? They've come here. And they've come back. You know why? Because they experienced the love of God. They experienced God's love. But listen, there's, we're living in a time. There's no time. There's churches that are compromising. They're compromising. They're teaching things that are not in the Bible to try to welcome everyone, to, to water it down. Everyone's welcome. But the gospel, we don't change the gospel. It's God's word. It's God's message. Listen, during times of crisis, where are you at with Jesus Christ? You have to remember your identity in the midst of this, Jesus, when you know this world is broken and God's restore, He's going to restore it again. But Jesus said, "I have overcome the world. I overcame the world." Listen, we don't fight for victory; we have the victory. We have the victory over this virus. I, I don't know how it's going to impact me personally, but we already have the victory. I got to watch that. I might go home sooner than I think. Hey, you're with me. You're with me. That's good. That's good. Listen, in the midst of this coronavirus, and it's, it's amazing. They named it after a Mexican beer, right? <laughs> coronavirus. And other calamities and trouble in the world needs to hear. The, you know what the world needs to hear right now? You know the message they need from us? That Jesus has overcome. That we had the victory. That, listen, we don't know how this is going to impact each of us, but we do know who holds our lives together? It's Jesus Christ. We could point them to God. Wow, what a window. What an opportunity to evangelize and ask people. Listen, believe me. Our friends, our co-workers, everyone's scared. What an opportunity. That, you know, why are you so calm? Why are you relaxed? You know, I'm a Christian, you know. I'm a Christian. And, and yeah, I'm a, I'll be honest, yeah, I'm a little nervous and everything. I got some food and stuff. But, but you know what? I got Jesus in my heart. Do you know God? You have a relationship with him? This is not about religion. This is, man, and you know what? You're evangelizing. Guarantee people are going to come to Jesus because of this virus. People are going to come to Jesus because of this virus. God's going to use this as like evangelism explosion. Could it be that God's shaking the church say, hey, get to work. Get to work. Tell people about me. I'm coming soon. Maybe sooner than we think. Remember, listen, when you're going through a crisis, when you're going through a storm, when, when things unexpected happen in your life and mine through our kids and our family, and, and we have deaths in the family and crisis and storms, remember who you are in Jesus Christ. Remember your identity. Don't forget who you are. You know who you are? You're more than a conqueror in Jesus Christ. You know who you are? You're sons and daughters, adopted sons and adopted daughters of the living God. God's your father, and he cares. He loves you and me. We're not alone. Remember, he said, never will I leave you or forsake you. I will be with you until the end of time. you got to remember that. you got to get in the Word and get the Word of God in you. You're not always going to have a written Bible with you, but if you have it in your heart, if you have it in your mind, the Holy Spirit brings it to your mind and mine. When I feel alone, the Holy Spirit brings it to my mind. Never will I leave you or forsake you. I'm with you till the end of time. You are not alone. Listen, everybody needs to hear the calming voice of God from us. We have the victory in Jesus. 
So remember, many times when we go through a storm, many times God leads us into the storm. God's allowing a storm. Did you know that if you're a Christian, everything that even that Satan does has to be filtered through God's hands to touch us. Everything bad. And there's times where God allows bad to come into your life and mine because he has a purpose behind us. Believe me, when God shakes you and me, we start praying. We start seeking God. We start showing up for church. And shame on us that it has to take that, right? When times are good and, and the weather's great and, and then we don't go to church, we don't have time for God and, you know. But when God shakes us up, it's a new day. Point two, God is never overcome by fear. Look at what Mark 38 says, chapter 4, verse 38. Jesus was in the storm. He was in the stern, I'm sorry. He was in the stern part of the boat. He was sleeping on a cushion. The disciples woke him and said to him, Teacher, don't you care if we drown? Don't be discouraged or surprised by God's silence in the midst of storms. Have you ever gone through a trial, a storm, a crisis, and you don't hear God? You don't feel it. Listen, there's, and if you're going by your feelings, you will be greatly disappointed. Sometimes you feel the presence of God. Sometimes you don't. Sometimes you don't. And it's in those times that you don't that he's closest to us than ever. Because we walk by faith, not by sight. Our feelings go up and go down. They go up and go down. They're all over the place. We're a hot mess a lot of times. Right? But when you know what you believe, when you know the word of God, when you know the God of the Bible, when you know him, Jesus. And listen, there's something about going through a storm when you really get to know God. You get to know Jesus. There's intimacy there. When my dad died, I remembered I wasn't, I was a Christian. Man, I wasn't doing good though spiritually. I was, I was, I had one foot in church, one foot in the world. I was trying to do both. I wasn't a, you know, I was a carnal Christian. You know, I was living in sin. I wasn't living right. I was a Christian, though. I had Jesus in my heart because I would feel the conviction of the Holy Spirit. And when my dad died, I thought, wow, man, everything in my life would just change. And it did. But I remember God held me, my mom, my sister, my family. God carried us through that tough time. And I remember saying, wow, man, I saw God's true colors. Man, if God could help me with this, man, he could help me with anything. There's nothing I'm going to face that he can't help me. Listen, God is never overcome by fear. Don't be discouraged or surprised by God's silence in the storm. Trust him through the storm. God is in control and really does care about you and me. His purposes through the storm are bigger than we can comprehend. They're bigger than we can comprehend. Listen, if you're going to try to understand why God allows everything bad in your life and my life, you will drive yourself crazy and you will be stuck in life. You have to come to a place where you just say, you know, you are God, I am not. I don't understand this, but I don't have to understand it. You're God, I'm not. I, I don't understand God. There's freedom in that. There's freedom in that. Number two, God uses trouble so that we may comfort others. Did you know that? Look at what 2 Corinthians 1.4 says. 
in referring to God who comforts, counsels, encourages us in every trouble, every trouble, calamity and affliction, so that we may also be able to comfort, counsel, encourage those who are in any kind of trouble or distress with the comfort we've received ourselves by God. God comforts and helps us so that we can turn around and comfort and help someone else. Did you know that? Did you know he's the God of all comfort? Did you know that when you lose a loved one and God comforts you and helps you, that makes you more sensitive to other people when they lose a loved one? And you can share with them what God did and how God helped you and God was there. It's not just for you. It's not just for me. I guarantee whatever you're going through as a Christian, God's going to bring somebody along your way that's going through the same thing you went through. And you're going to be able to share how God helped you and how he'll help them. That's another reason why God allows storms in our life, storms in the world. Another reason God uses storms to mature us, to grow us up. James 1, 2, and 8 says, Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds, all kinds of trials, all kinds of storms, for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. And let steadfastness have its full effect, that you may be perfect and complete, complete, lacking in nothing. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God who gives generously to all without reproach, and it will be given. But let him ask with faith, not doubting, for the one who doubts is like a wave in the sea, driven, tossed around and back, round by the wind. You know, a big, a big, 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 big reason God allows storms in your life and mine to grow us up, to mature us up. We've got to grow up spiritually. Listen, how many Christians are, are born-again Christians are baby Christians? That's okay when you've just been saved a month or two. But man, if you've been saved, if you've been a Christian for 10 years or 5 years, that's not cute. That's not, there's nothing nice about that. You should be maturing up. You should be growing up spiritually. You should not be playing with sin. It doesn't matter how long you've been a Christian. How much have you grown up? I, you know, I always, when I see a Christian go through a trial, whatever it is, I always take a step back and I, and I analyze, how will they respond? How will they respond? They had to have a surgery unexpected, or they had a big loss financially, and I step back. How are they going to respond? Or they lose a loved one, lose a job, lose a family member. How are they going to respond? I step back and I observe. Do they get mad at God? Says, that's it. I'm not good. That's it. I'm not following Jesus no more. If he's so good, why did he allow this? And they walk away. Or they, they stay silent and they dig deep. They're like, you know, they don't deny the pain. This hurts. It's hard. It's tough. I don't understand it. It doesn't make sense, God. But they don't walk away from Jesus. They don't walk away from Jesus. And I think, yeah, wow, there's some maturity there. Wow, what? That's a, it's easy to follow God when everything's good. It's easy to serve God when there's money in a bank and you got a great job and everyone's healthy and there's no problems, there's no trials. But listen, as a Christian, understand this. We are in one of three places. Either times are good, but a storm's coming. A storm's coming. Dig deep in your relationship with God. 
or you're in the midst of the storm, all hell is breaking loose. What could go wrong has gone wrong. You're in it. You're in the boat, the storm. You're in the storm. Or you've been in it, but the storm is going to end. You're going to come out of it soon. Jesus is going to lead you out, lead you out of that storm. Listen, we are either getting ready to go in the storm, we're in the storm, or we're getting ready to come out of the storm. In life, it's always one of those three areas. So when times are good, enjoy them. Smell the roses. Enjoy your family. Enjoy that. That's great. Enjoy it. But dig deep in your relationship with God. Go deep with God. Go deep with putting them first. Because when life squeezes you, and it will, that's what's going to come out. That's what's going to come out. One of the things I love, you know, I'm a big football guy, big football guy. And man, you could tell who's a leader when you see that when things go wrong, you see who a leader is. I'm not a Patriots fan, but I am a Tom Brady fan. And I got to tell you, they were, there was a Super Bowl where they were losing bad, bad. And he was like ice cold. He was like calm and cool. And he was rallying the troops. And he was walking on the side and he was like, we're still in this. What do you mean you're still in it? You're down three touchdowns, you know? We're still in this, guys. We're still in And everybody's looking at him. You know why? Because he was the leader of the team. He's a quarterback. You know what? They came back. They won the Super Bowl. And I was like, wow. Wow. That's a leader. That's a leader leads during the tough times. A man of God, a woman of God that knows God steps up during the tough times. They don't run away. Listen, God is never overcome by fear. It's okay to show emotion as Christians. It's not okay to show fear. It's not, listen, especially if you're a Christian man, you're the head of your home. Your family's looking at you and me. They're looking at us. If we start running in circles, they're going to run in circles. We need to be that calming voice of God. Jesus was in the stern. He was sleeping on a cushion. The disciples woke him up and said, Teacher, don't you care if we drown? You don't care, Jesus? You're taking a nap. They're trying to argue with God. They don't even understand everything fully. Only God can take a nap and still be in control. Only God can take a nap. And while he's taking a nap, he's still in control. Only God can do that. Jesus was relaxed. He not a care in the world. He was fine. You know why? Because he's not overcome by fear. Listen, faith and fear, they're opposite. They're opposite. It bothers me when I see Christians always freaking out and, you know, stressed out and worried and anxiety. It bothers me. You know, and I've struggled with that. I'll be honest. Let me be honest. I've struggled with anxiety, worry, fear, and God's had to deal with me. Because you can't do both. Make a choice. But I notice that the closer I get to God, the more my, my faith. He builds up my faith. You know, I, I, I'm more courageous. I'll step out more. You take Jesus out of my life, I'm a total different person. But with Jesus, it's a new day. With Jesus, I always have hope. You always have hope. Point number three. So God is not overcome by fear. We should not be overcome by fear. Number three, God is in control despite the circumstances. Look at what verse 39 says of chapter 4 of Mark. He got up, and speaking of Jesus, 
rebuked the wind and said to the waves, quiet, be still. Then the wind died down and it was completely calm. Think about that. Think about that. Jesus is taking a nap. He's probably frustrated because they woke him up. He probably had a good nap. He was having a good nap. He was probably dreaming. The disciples, hey, we're going to try. What are you doing, Jesus? You know? you know, they're freaking out, you know? And Jesus is with them. Jesus gets up. He tells the wind, quiet. Be still. Everything stops like that. That's God. That's the Son of God. It's deity. That is God. And they step back there. Wait a minute. Who is this? That even the wind, the waters, the sea, they obey him? Who is this? It's Yeshua. It's Jesus. It's the Son of God. God of very God. Listen, if God could control the winds and the waves of the storm, he can control the winds and the waves in your storm, in your life, in my life. Our thing is to stay close to God. Look what he says in Isaiah 41.10. And there's times where God will... God will be silent in the storm. There are times where God will let us go through the storm. He will let us go through the storm. He will let us get burned. But he will be with us through the storm. He promises it. Look at what he says in Isaiah 41.10. Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I'm your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Look at what Psalm 23, 4 says. This is one of my favorite psalms. Even though this is King David, the second king of Israel, he said, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they come for me. You guide me, God. He didn't want to go through that valley. He didn't want to go through that storm. And he didn't say, if I go, he said, when I go, when I go. We're all going to go through the storms of life. We're all going to face the valley of the shadow of death, all of us. Either we're going to die or our loved ones are going to die. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. It's not a matter of if, but when. But the big difference, will you go through that valley alone or will you go through it with Jesus? It's like night and day. It's like night and day. At the funeral of, of Grandma, it was, there was sadness, but man, there was great joy. It was a celebration of a life well lived, a life well lived. I was impressed about her before I got there, and I was like, wow, she was an amazing woman. And you know what she had? She had a fifth grade education, but she had a giant faith. She had a giant, she had a giant God. She knew who she was in Jesus Christ. She knew who she was in God. She knew her identity. As the worship team comes forward, our final point. Place your fear in the right place. Verses 40 and 41, Jesus speaking to the disciples. He said to the disciples, why are you afraid? Do you still have no faith? They were terrified and they asked each other, who is this? Even the wind and the waves obey him. They, they're blown away. They're like, they, were, they were scared of the storm. Isn't that, isn't that like us? He, they were scared of the storm. There's a storm. Jesus gets up, tells the storm to shut up, and then now they're scared of Jesus. You know? They're like, wait, wait a minute. You know, how did you do that? 
Jesus, how did you do that? How, how's that possible that even the wind, even the sea, even nature obeys your word? You get up and you say one word, quiet. Everything's quiet. They, they didn't understand everything yet at this time. Just like you and I, we might be looking at this Mexican-named virus, you know. And they could have named it everything else. I don't know why they said Corona, you know. And you might be thinking, why is this happening? Why is, you know, all this chaos and, we're, and, and people, maybe their jobs are, everybody's impacted. Everybody's impacted. Everybody. And it doesn't make sense. And you might think, well, man, what, what's going on here? God, where are you in the midst of this? And as Christians, as men and women of God, we could say, God is right here. We need to be the calming voice, New Life Melrose, to our family and our friends, especially those that don't know Jesus. Be that calming voice. God is here. God is with us. God is in control. And could I tell you about him? Can I introduce you to my best friend? His name is Jesus. Can I tell you about the God I serve? His name is Jesus. Not about religion. It's just a relationship with God. Fear and faith, they're opposite. The disciples one moment are saying, Teacher, don't you care about us? Don't you care if we drown? The storm, when the storm squeezed the disciples, it surfaced their weak faith and trust. What was in them came out. Came out. Came out. When life squeezes us, what's in us is going to come out. It's going to come out. So where are you at with Jesus? Is he your Savior? Is he your Lord? If he is, are you going deep? Are you having your quiet times and seeking him every day? You know, that's the most important time of every day. That time we spend alone with God. Men, strong men and women are built. Mature men and women are built during that time. Have you been having your appointments with God? Or are you missing out? I got to tell you, the storm is going to squeeze you and me. And if we're weak spiritually, it's going to come out. It's going to come out. There was a time when Jesus went to a town. And Matthew 13, 58 says, And he did not do many miracles because there was a lack of faith. And the Bible says, Jesus said in Luke 18, 27, what is impossible with man is possible with God. You know, we must have faith. Without faith, the Bible says, without trust in God, it's impossible to please him. Because we must believe he is who he claims to be. He is who he is. I am the great I am. So listen, if you're going to have, we need to place our fears in the right place. We need to have a holy fear and reverence of God. Not be scared of Him, but have a holy respect for Him. We will either fear God, or we will fear everything else in this world. Not both. So choose. Who will, who will you fear? Who will be your God? What are you going to do in the midst of this storm? What, I'm, you know, I'm finding myself taking a step back and saying, God, what are the lessons you're trying to teach me? What can I learn? I'm going deeper with God. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm looking at this as an opportunity. I'm like, what a time. What a time that during this virus, God, you've called us as your men and women, as Christians, for such a time as this, to be your light, to be your voice, to be the calming voice of God. 
So New Life Melrose, you will be, in a few minutes, you're going to be dispatched, dispatched by Almighty God to your workplace, to your home, to your neighborhood with the message, the calming voice of God pointing everyone to Jesus. Look at this as an opportunity to share the gospel. Amen? As the worship team leads us, if you need prayer after, the the altar will be open. Let's stand as the worship team leads us.